soul music. When you think about soul music, you think about Ludwig van Ross, Teddy P, and Whitney Houston. Music that lasts for generations, that penetrates deep inside your being. When I think about it, I think about the Sisters of Soul. Who are these artists? Well, uh, my name is Naya Ayla. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm like good. How are you? I'm I'm okay. I'm up now. Have you recovered? Have you recovered though? Because uh you were under the weather. You're fine. Now. Yes, You're I'm okay. back. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I didn't wanna, you know, I didn't wanna, you know, interview you and you're like you're going through, you know, COVID and some shit. No, like I definitely I took the time. I took the time that I needed and like um I don't think that I would commit to something that I didn't yeah. feel yeah. was, you know, good for me to do. So I'm definitely good and I'm definitely back. And yeah. I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. I still haven't gotten my social media back. I'm just like procrastinating. Oh, just, uh, everything is going to be so much more complicated. <laughs> you haven't been online yeah. or you lost it? No, no. I just like deleted my oh, social media okay. like three weeks ago. Okay, I think I have cool. noticed that you've been offline. Like it's been... I just needed to just go yeah. regroup. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm just not ready to go back. Like, I wanted to maybe push it until the end of July. Okay. July. I don't know oh, if that's yeah. realistic, though, because I need to, yeah. like, work. But, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm just so happy right now, disconnected. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, it's the great modern debate. Modern times as an artist, I mean, uh, do you, don't you think that might be a bit... Uh, do you have a team? Maybe a social media team. No. Oh, okay. You don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, matter being an artist and being offline, I don't think that's a luxury. As I also don't think that creative. being an artist who's online and also losing their mind is worth it either. So yeah. I think it's more important that I take the time to fill myself up as much as possible and like feel good so that I can go the extra mile again. I think it's really pointless to be there when you're barely there. Like I don't kind of, I don't like doing things half, you oh, know, yeah. kind of a half-assing things. So I understand what you're saying, you know, and I, mm. I really appreciate and respect how important it is um, for us to be logged in and, you know, yeah. alive at the party. But I also think that it's really important to take care of your mental space and to make sure that when you're putting yourself out there, you're strong and you're confident and you feel good and you understand what it is that you're communicating. Yeah. You know? So I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do. And do you think the South African audience is like, do you think they really um yeah, do you think they really care that much about an artist's personal lives? Like, okay, we're, we're not at um or not at AK level yet. Do you think uh, right now they care that much about our personal lives and what we go through or like our opinions, you know, spaces of mind, you know, do you think they really care about that or they just- I don't, I don't know. I don't really no. know. I think, I think that um, a lot of, if not most of the people who are supporters of my craft yeah. would appreciate um, me being in a in a healthy mental space mm. you know and um, 
whether or not other people feel that it is important to know what's going on with me, I really have no idea. I doubt it. But I think that just from my side, I think it's important just so I can produce the quality of work that I believe I need to produce. I need to be the best. Yeah. So I need to be the best version of myself and I need to feel good, you know. So I really don't think people give a fuck like about what's going on in my life. Yeah. But I do think that the people who do care to that extent would probably prefer that I'd also be feeling good about myself and feeling good about life. Yeah. I actually you realized know? I didn't greet someone. How are you? yeah we just went straight to the chase i just realized now um um, this is naila everybody okay this is your host to amen this is episode five i haven't released four yet but yeah i release it after this um this is a soul sisters okay um the other sister didn't come through i think Am I the yeah. only sister here today? But but it's great because you know I've always wanted to interview you. So at least we're gonna get a lot more time to focus on you. So yeah. So I'm, I'm keen. actually gonna. I'm super keen. Yeah, like I remember I'm the first trying time. Trying to catch the only spots of sun in my apartment right now. Like, <laughs> so please don't mind when my face goes exposed. This is like the only little strip of sun in this yeah. whole apartment. Yeah. It's so cold. Yo, dude, I literally have like the coldest room in the house. So, so I think, <laughs> like, seriously, you know. And so, um, I actually yesterday when I was um I actually started listening to you in I think 20, 20, 2018, 2019, no, I think 2019 or 2018. It was Mercury. That was the first song I listened to. And then okay, there was Fate. I started going backwards. There was Fate also. And then there was Fire. So yeah, reminiscing yesterday, I actually stumbled upon personal conversation. I think it was that was the first time I heard that song and like I really want to know like what um what was the process of you guys getting together to make that song? Um so I made that song with B1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a producer from KZN. He was in Joburg at the time. Um we lived in the same complex at Labori Village. Yeah. And my friend was friend with friends with Tweezy. Oh, so, yeah. so I met Tweezy and then through Tweezy, I met B1 because B1 was producing for Tweezy. Mm. And then we just hang out, you know, I just always go um, up to his apartment. And then we just started making stuff because we had so much time and we lived in the same complex and I had a lot of ideas. Yeah. And um, I always kind of co-produce with producers because like I can produce yeah. in my brain, even though I, there's a lot that I don't understand. So we went there and I told him about these ideas that I had and we just started making some simple stuff together. Yeah. And at the time I was like, just coming out of being a teenager, just mm. everything, you know, when you're young, life is just, it's like, everything's bleak and you're just like so dark and depressed and your oh, feelings yeah. are so much. So personal conversations was really that space that I was in at the time where I wrote forgetful as well. I was really doing a lot of introspection about how um, not great I was feeling. And so, yeah, we just made that beat together. And then I literally recorded at same time. We were done. We were done that night. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first stuff that I ever, ever released. So that was really cool. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed like um i actually wanted to ask about something also so like waves uh was it waves yeah i think it's waves i think that was the first song that you released on youtube right the first one on youtube and then there's um because i remember there's there's the ones like uh uh forgetful there's uh this forgetful this personal conversation and this fate those ones um, were released on SoundCloud and they had uh, a cover. I think it was you and then it was like green. Smoke. And it was it like was Naya. Like 
yeah i don't know what that was i don't know if it was a project or something but like yeah that was technically my first ep but it was just on soundcloud yeah so a lot of people who have not done extensive research to that point may not bump into it or they may bump into it on other platforms as like singles or something from my early days but that three track ep was technically my first EP. Um, and when I released it, I really, I didn't know anything yeah. about the music space. I didn't even know what an EP was. Someone just told me that, okay, this is an EP. And I was like, okay, it's an EP, you know? Yeah. But I had just released those songs on SoundCloud and someone else told me to call it an EP. So I said, oh, okay, that's my first EP. Mm. Um, but in the process of recording it, I wasn't particularly aware that I was creating an EP. Yeah. Um, so that was technically my first EP, even though Exist um, yeah, seems was to be the, recognized as the my one first that, EP. Yeah. 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 Like you talked about producing. I actually wanted to ask this also. Um, on Waves, it said that you produced the song. Did you actually produce it or what happened there? Like, are you a producer? Like, make it. No, 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 no. I'm not a producer. Well, I mean, I'm not a producer. A lot of a lot of my friends and the producers that I work with, they yeah. like to sort of humor me by saying I'm a producer, but not technically. I can't produce by myself. Yeah. But I have always been involved in every aspect of the production of my music. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times I'll also be there in studio, kind of directing the sounds that I want to hear. But I always need somebody to navigate the software. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, I really am that involved in the producing. And I do produce the sounds with my mouth and my brain um, yeah. and by explaining them. And then I always have to have somebody sort of like helping me out to actually do it. Yeah. Um, so yours really likes to say that I'm like, you know like a co-producer and I call myself a co-producer um and I was involved in production in that sense it was produced by K-Wiz who produced my whole entire exist EP like the first producer really who ever believed in me who gave me his time and I really think I actually really think that he is the reason that I even have the opportunity to explore myself so much you know so it was produced by him but with me we always we, we like produced together yeah, yeah. i didn't yeah. realize it says i'm the producer i really i didn't do that <laughs> yeah it did there's it so did, much like, information sometimes i'm like hmm? <laughs> who wrote that down <laughs> yeah so like i realized that you you work a lot with yours truly i actually i actually have a question where i wanted to ask about that but before that since since you talked about isn't it your your hands down with the process of making the instrumentals and all that actually I'm sure you know my favorites my favorite are Sleep for myself huh? oh okay I thought Needy was your favorite no but I, I okay yeah I don't expect you to remember but like I think months ago months ago I was like you know what this is my favorite and you were like that's my dad's favorite too I remember it is my I dad's remember, favorite yeah i remember that interaction okay, um i remember that interaction and then also um in terms of remember i think it was last year okay wait you know what ne? i remember i'm sure you don't okay. i think it was last year december i kind of before even the house of soul was born and everything i made a list like on december december 2020 i made a list like it was like my own personal awards like I tag everybody, I wrote everything down on Twitter and Instagram. I was like, um, R&B awards. So like I put every everybody down, everybody down, and like I put your your EP as like the best produced EP, you know, uh, the best produced project, you know, like in terms of the beats, every everything is in place, you know, like everything for me in that project, everything was definitely in place. The mastering, the engineering. The way you execute the the the, the beats, the execute the vocals over the beats, like it's just perfect. Like honestly, it's a no skip. And I'm not trying to make you smile or anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think seriously. you are. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, it's a no skip, you know. So um, thank you. So so in terms of uh, see for myself, 
and which it felt good. Um, those are very soulful uh, songs, which require instrumentation. So tell me about the process of of those songs. And you say you directed both, both. Uh, um, okay, so they though the processes for those two songs were two very different processes. See, for myself was the last song made on the EP mm-hmm. and um, Daniel and I were working remotely. It was right at the thick of um, lockdown. Yeah. I think we were in like level four, that first level four. Um, yeah. yeah. So we were working right in the middle of lockdown. We couldn't move around. I couldn't go to studio. And mm-hmm. so we were sending voice notes back and forth. I sent him a voice note of something that I was singing. And then I made like sounds of the yeah. bass lines and what I imagine. And then he sent me something back. And he was like, okay, this is what I've done. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. Let's tweak yeah. this, add this. And then as soon as we got to level three, I went to Mona's place and I recorded it. And after I'd done my vocals, we were then able to send it to Unami for guitar and to send it, I think. Wasn't it, F- um, wasn't it Jesus in Dile Damini? FD, yes. Yeah. FD as well. But they, FD and um, Daniel worked on it together before it came to me. Yeah, and then okay. after I had done my part on it, we then sent it for guitar. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so Unami was. Bass, oh, sorry. Unami was the base. Because yeah. um, you were not online, but I actually made a faces segment to the I song. I saw it. My boyfriend sent it to me. Oh, I will yeah. definitely repost it when I get back online. I saw it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. So um, it says it says Fundile. I wanted who's the other guy because there was this other guy uh Kubula, but I can't find him anyway. It says Uluba. It's it's Fletcher Black. His name is Fletcher oh, Black. Oh, that's why I couldn't find him. Okay, yeah. okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah. Uh, before I disturb you, you were saying. Yeah. So that was C for myself. It was a completely remote. It was completely last minute. It was not part of the EP. I had not planned it. It's just sort of something that came to me as a conclusion. Once I'd been able to listen to everything else that was there, it just felt like the final feeling. Mm. Um, And with Wish, it felt good. Wish it felt good. I had a completely different idea. I had a baseline that I had recorded myself sort of humming on my phone and then we headed to the SABC studios and I was recording another song for yours truly and when we're done recording that song um I was with Amu Moses and um Cubic who plays trumpet and my friend Nolita so I told Amu about the bass line that I have and I was like okay I really want us to try this and we started making it from scratch like the entire beat yeah. We didn't have anything when we got into the studio. We started making it and then it started to feel really like somber mm. and um, emotional. I don't know. It just felt, it was like calling me. It was calling yeah. a feeling that was sitting like in my throat. And I was like, I wish I was over the moon. I wish I could say I felt good. And I was like, yes. what? And I just kept going. So yeah. I was writing as I was recording and then I would sort of like listen back to try and figure out what am I saying and what am I talking about Mm. Um, and then that's how the song came about and then we just started building on it got Spore to add some of his trumpets and it became really really emotional so I started to like dive into it with an emotional lens and just kind of really trying to elaborate on what that feeling is to wish you were over the moon, to wish you felt good um, and what that may be about. Mm. And then, yeah, after recording it and stuff, we then sent it to Moano for guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could hear. <laughs> I could hear. <laughs> that guy is talented. Too much. Stressful. <laughs> Every single human being who mm. worked on this project is so talented. Yeah. And... I don't think that it would have ever had so many different elements and so many different feelings without everybody's peace yeah. in it, you know? Um, yeah, there are just so many elements because of all of the different interpretations of the feelings that were able to come out. 
every time someone is given the piece because every time we sent the music out yeah the brief was literally tell me how you feel when you hear this and then go for it you know just go for what you feel whatever you want you want a solo do a solo you want to you want to be in the background be in the background you want to play throughout the song do that oh, just do yeah. what you feel for the song and everybody literally kind of designed their part which was really cool yeah that's at the time i was with a friend of mine actually not a friend of mine my my other producer so i'm busy driving you know i'm driving home from studio and i'm playing your music and this guy i think twice twice i was driving him i was driving with him and like i'm playing the music he's like dude um this chick really uses bombastic words who's this chick you know <laughs> like <laughs> what word. <laughs> big words you know big like uh, what <laughs> which words are bombastic they're all normal <laughs> so like I was driving and said the same thing it's like she re- she really uses bombastic words i can hear it's the same chick as last time because because of um, <laughs> the big words you know so like okay I don't know if hey, you can even answer it, but like, is it in the words normal to you, or do you go into studio and be like, okay, you know what? I want people to think, you know, like with with rappers, like couple eighties and stuff. They they, they 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 when they write something, they want you to think or maybe look up in a dictionary or something like that. Is that how you you write? Is that true? Um, not not necessarily. I mean. There's definitely been times where I'm trying to say something and then I feel like the way I'm saying it is not colorful enough. Mm. And so I will maybe go search what are what are adjectives for the word? I mean, not adjectives, synonyms for the word that I'm using um, just to see if there's a more colorful way to say some of the things, because I don't like being overly repetitive with the way that I say stuff. So I do try to push myself in that sense. um but no no not really I think if anything I really want you to try to decipher the feeling then um the words I don't think it's really important that my words are bombastic or complicated as long as I'm able to paint a really complex picture you know with feelings like for you to sit there and think I know that feeling that's really like for me that's the most important part yeah not really the words in particular i do like to use words that paint a particular picture but they don't have to be like big words yeah yeah i wonder what he was talking about <laughs> i feel like i use very normal words <laughs> yeah so i also wanted to ask about your relationship with your student because like you really work with him a lot because you've worked with him on his project um and then also you're you're in um she's in your latest project and uh, he was also in exist right no oh he wasn't yeah we met right after exist yeah so yeah. so you guys have worked um, quite a lot actually quite a lot quite a yeah. lot we 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 started working together when he was still known as um sinatra ocean oh yeah yeah and then he name and rebranded so we've been working for a long time a few years now I think it's since 2016 yeah I think that's when we met he sent me an email and he had a beat that he wanted me to try and I loved it um it was the first thing we did together it was called dive um and it was like a really slow kind of classical sounding song with a rap Mm. um And that's what I knew that I actually really love working with this guy because I got to tap into myself in so many different ways um, that I really enjoyed. And from there, it's just always been like natural for us to work together. Um, And so even on my project, he he had made me listen to the instrumental for Needy. It was just a loop. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with it. And I was like, I want this, I want this. And I always do that to him. Everything I'm, I hear, I'm like, I want it. Can it be for me? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I got, I took that loop and I went to go record it in Cape Town. And when I came back, we had to then build around the loop. Because I literally just recorded on the... 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just looped like that on and on and on. So we had to basically build the song after I'd recorded. And there were so many issues because it was recorded at 120 BPM, but the oh. song was at like 80. Mm -hmm. It was it was so much, but it was also really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed that. And he also obviously mastered the project, yeah. which was so nice of him to even offer because I was like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, so I think we just have like a very natural working relationship. Yeah. And I've noticed that with the, the, the people that you work with, you only work with males or you like to work with males. Now, that's one thing I've actually noticed uh, with the R&B girls is that, okay, one thing I love about them is that about you guys is that you support each other. You know, like I most if you notice, I mostly cover females because okay, yeah. first of all, you guys make the best music. Um, currently. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even lie about it. And then also, secondly, is that you guys support each other. Now that support spills over everywhere. You know, yeah, it spills over everywhere. Now that support is in terms of, you know, promoting each other, talking about each other and all that stuff, you know, like I can yeah. go to a comment right now, a comment section or post, and I'll see so many of, you know, R&B girls under the comments and sharing and stuff. But one thing yeah. I've noticed is that you guys don't work with each other. Like, I don't um, know. I really think, I really think that that's something that's definitely going to change. But I think if you look at, the industry it is in general it is predominantly male so yeah. when we're all coming up from our different pockets in the world like our, all our different corners all our different um communities wherever it is that we live and the people we're surrounded by when mm. you're coming up like that and when you start out you don't meet a lot of other females the mm. industry is populated by men everywhere when i was 16 i was in a, a group of musicians where there were like two girls and six guys there's just wow. a lot of young boys always hustling to be a musician you oh, know and yes. so you're always surrounded by that you're not going to really find it's not common um mm. to find I don't know a group of 10 girls who are all hustling to be singers with each other it just I don't know I've never really seen it happen often yeah. and so I think after years of working yourself to a particular point, you then get to the point where you start meeting more females mm -hmm. who come from their little corners of the world who do music. And then you have the opportunity to try more stuff out with females. But I really, up until maybe like a year or two ago, I wasn't exposed to a lot of um, mm -hmm. female musicians. And it also, it didn't, I don't know. I think you have to establish those relationships. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's that any of us don't want to. I think that we are also like overcoming so many, so many underlying things that weren't of our own creation. The yeah. music space really makes females feel like they can only be one, you know? More so when exactly. females are in the same space, it's almost as if they're competing, even if they didn't consciously clock into that person's competition. It just feels like that, you know, yeah. being around a lot of males in the space, I I think makes females feel like they are each other's competition which makes things like collaboration so much more complicated mm -hmm. but I do think we are moving out of that phase and I am seeing a lot of girlies um working with each other which I think is really really cool yeah. and it couldn't have happened before it's happening and I think it's happening yeah it's so yeah I mean I have every intention to work with more females I think that the girls in the R&B scene are just spectacular. Dude, it's amazing it's, it's immaculate yeah, so it's exciting it's so exciting so like, i am looking forward to that like i honestly dream of um and i ada featuring sandanji so i would really like you to feature her because you guys really compliment each other so anyway. i remember <laughs> like for so long we'd always been like yeah we should do something we should do something you know it's always like that yeah so i really i think that when the time is right is right we will you know definitely yeah. there's ample time and there's ample space to kind of yeah explore explore that collaboration and hopefully one day soon yeah and talking about features 
you featured youngster CPT like I think four years ago. Four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like um okay, I'm not that much um knowledgeable about rap, but um how did that come about? Was he was he the youngster that he is right now or was he still? He was. He was. He was youngster. He was the yeah. youngster he is now. I mean, he's obviously a lot bigger now. Yeah. But um, when my path crossed with his, he was blowing up. Yeah. It was kind of like his moment. It was his time. He was really just like bursting into the scene. Um, yeah. my producer at the time, K Wiz, the studio that we worked at, also had like a lot of people coming in to record. So there was a verse that Youngster needed to record and came to record at that studio. And um, somewhere in the midst of all of that, K-Wiz played him my song. He was like, oh, okay, I want you to hear something, um, my friend that I'm working with. And so he played Fire. And apparently Youngster was like, oh, shit. (laughs) He liked yeah. it and he was like, can I jump on? So I wasn't even there when it happened. I didn't know it was happening. Yeah. Um, he jumped on, he laid his verse and then Kay was calls me and he's like, I have a surprise for you. And he sends me the song and I'm like, and we'd been speaking about Youngster for like a few weeks prior because yeah. I was just telling him how much I really like his vibe. And so I hear this thing and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was freaking I was freaking I was freaking out it was very cool you know um it was like a little gift and so then I came into studio one day when he came as well and we finally met um so when the song was done we had never met I'd never spoken to him um but we finally met and yeah we listened to the song and it was really cool you know and he's a really cool dude and yeah we stayed in contact for a little bit after that that was that's actually a very great story it's super cool it's super it's one of my favorites it's just one of those things that reminds you that um good things really do just happen sometimes Mm. um even when you know, it's a situation that seems out of your control or it wasn't just your doing. Sometimes when you're just putting in the energy that you believe in into the stuff that you're doing, Mm. everything kind of follows suit. And that's what that moment was for me. Somebody that I admired so much wanted to to be a part of something I was doing. That was crazy for me, you know? So it was very cool. You know, I actually noticed that um there was a gap a period where you didn't release music between 20 uh, 2017 and 20 to 2019 am i mm-hmm. wrong because yeah there was a period no you're not yeah. i didn't after waves i yeah. didn't release anything until mercury yeah yeah and I, what was happening they were just um it could be maybe you were not in the right space to make music between that period I just I don't know I really think there was just so much of life happening Mm. um it was also the period I went through where I lost a lot of work um there was a time I'd recorded an entire EP and we lost all of that work Mm. I remember shooting two music videos and we lost all of that work um I was going through uh, I was going through stuff with an ex-manager who was just dragging me through the mud Mm. um and yeah that three years for me was really really tense it was loss after loss after loss every penny that I put in I would lose every you know every project I did just like ended up nowhere yeah, um, I, I was using yeah. my all of my resources I was using my friends's resources um and things were going wrong you know uh our hard drives and laptops got stolen oh, <laughs> just wow. all of the stuff and I was too broke for that shit <laughs> I was already so broke yeah and you know scraping through and I think that that also just then took a toll on me mentally I just needed like a break 
I was like, I can't do this. Just, I can't make music, you know, because I also just was no longer in the space. So I think the last maybe six months of that three years, it was just me feeling mentally blocked. Mm. Um, and I was also coming out of my managerial relationship that drained me yeah. as well. So I kind of just needed to recoup and then Mercury happened. Yeah, talking about Mercury, is, is that your breakout track? I think it is, you know. Okay, I don't know, people. it's very interesting. It's so crazy being like a perpetually um, bubbling under artist. You don't actually know when you've like stopped bubbling, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> No, but like our industry is so small. Like you are a big artist. Like I'm telling you right now, oh. like you are a big artist. Like our in. The problem is that our industry is so small, you know, like, and also with South African, like South Africa is a dancing nation. So they mostly focus on, you know, piano, house, and then deep house, home, you know, and then mm. also hip hop, you know, it has that bounce. Mm. So like our industry is not that much known, but like now it is, you know, we're growing and growing and growing. So, you know, you are big, you are big, you know, and if even if like when it does grow you you're like in the front of the line you know like respectfully i don't like to compare people because you know come on but you're in my top six you know there's a (laughs) there's a top six you know um so whenever i remember one time one time i was speaking to you know rmb raider yeah yeah so like I was just having a random conversation. Then we're like, I was like, check out South African artists. You know, there's a lot of dope people. Then they're like, yeah, yeah, they've been checking them out. And so whenever I talk to uh, talk to other people like overseas, there's a list that I trust. You know, a list of people that I trust. And you're like always on that list. You know, I know yeah, that you. you're never gonna do me wrong. You know. <laughs> oh man, thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. And I mean, that's always like really nice to hear because things move at a really rapid rate you feel like you were in the space and then the next day you wake up and you feel forgotten you know um and so it's always nice to hear that as a reminder that you are doing what you're doing and what what you have done is out there and it can never be taken back you know so yeah people don't just forget that but i do think that mercury the crazy thing about mercury also though is that it picked up a lot later a lot it picked up i don't know i don't even know how to explain it but yes it was really big and it did really well Mm. and people loved it and people really loved the video as well but something happened in my like internet algorithm where i think people started like discovering me quite frequently oh yeah um and suddenly like a year later a year or year and a half later it just started shooting up people were tagging and people were listening to it but I don't know what was the cause I have no idea because I was moving on and getting ready to release my EP and all of a sudden Mercury was just doing rounds you know it's definitely my biggest song I mean the last time I checked it had about 170 something thousand streams that's really cool yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool for me like that was a very very big moment um and it was an exciting place to be right before releasing my next body of work yeah which also made me nervous though because then I didn't know were people gonna expect a body of work that sounded like mercury because my body of work does not sound like mercury and that's the thing about me you can never get attached to who I am in the present moment I will no longer be that person again you yeah. know nothing I do is ever going to sound like the other thing I did because I've changed yeah yeah you, know? you evolved as an artist yeah I'm always changing I have a different personality every week yeah so you know I remember the first time I watched the music video but the first time I watched it on tv so I think on Trace Africa I remember yeah, Trace African, like, yo, I went crazy. Yeah. So it's like, you know when, you, you know those secret artists, those artists that you always tell your friends about, you know, you finally see them. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I told you so. I told you so. 
go and watch the TV. I told you so. Yeah. So so anyway, talking about um, going back, we're talking about your dad's favorite um song is "See for Myself." How was you know like in terms of like um, black people, black parents, they're not very supportive of you know creative creative careers, music or whatever, even if it's just a hobby, like they're not that very, um, very um, excited about that. Even sports, you know, in general, they want you to be a doctor or something like that. Like, how was, uh, was it with your, with your, your dad? How was it with your, your parents, with your family and friends? Like, did they support you in the beginning or maybe only after after you started picking up steam, they're like, oh, cool, cool, she's doing something. I mean, I think at the beginning, because I started with this little pipe dream when I was pretty young. Yeah. And I also think that when I was starting out, it wasn't like um, the young guys were starting out now where it's kind of a norm, you know, and the internet is a norm and being an internet sensation is something that's really like, something that a lot of people understand because they've seen it we know the stuff is real it's, it seems much more tangible yeah. you know um in my soundcloud days you really were just another person saying you want to be a musician so yeah. my family definitely like used to laugh about it yeah. i mean they would like cheer me on but they really thought that it was going to eventually yeah maybe like just kind of disappear this little passion and so at first it was kind of like oh Luto wants to sing you know um and then I think they could just see that I was really serious and it wasn't stopping and it was kind of automatic to then support me as seriously as I was putting myself out there yeah Um, and so I, I have had I have always had that support I do think that the more um what you have affirmed in myself that I've become and the more serious I've become and the more they've seen the time that I put in the more the level of seriousness of their support has become as well um I think it's just them reciprocating how I treat my career um and I'm very serious about my career and I think that they understand that and they respect that um my dad is fully supportive like he's actually my number one fan there's no number one fan yeah for that guy he knows things I don't know he knows interviews I don't even know I did you know what I'm saying like he he dissects my lyrics word for word um I make the mistake of sending him songs before they're finished and then he gets upset when I change them that's how involved he is um so yeah definitely fully fully supportive my whole entire family is fully supportive they come to my shows they download and buy my music they send cute videos into the family group and post on their statuses you know they really are they really do acknowledge how important this is to me because it's my life yeah yeah and then you work with children, right? Um, your therapist. Um, okay, I don't know what kind of therapist. I don't remember because it was like such a long time ago. So, 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 so that's your day job, right? That's your day job. Um, I graduated in psych, okay. and then I used to work full time as a behavioral therapist for autistic children Um, and that's what I was doing for three years I'm no longer doing that Um, it's just yeah I just I think I I I was really happy doing that but I also was still on my journey to figuring out how exactly it is that I want to work and interact with children Um, so now I basically just do some of my own things on the side um, tutoring, uh, academic stimulation, play therapy. Um, as long as I can be around and work with children and help in their development, I believe in the development of children and I believe in the emotional intelligence and emotional awareness um, of the educational space, which is really what I want to ideally dive into when I can figure out what it is I'm supposed to do and how I do it you know really really want to make a difference in schooling spaces um making therapy an integral part of 
learning, an integral part of the day-to-day of schooling. Um, Yeah, you know, and using arts and meditation therapies to help children deal with trauma. So these are all the things that I would like to ideally one day put together into a solid package. But for now, I do work with kids and I do, it just depends on what the parent feels the child needs Mm -hmm. assistance with or support with. And then we kind of just, yeah, we work with that. I'm just working. So where can people reach you? Like uh, your email, your personal or working? Yeah. <laughs> um my email address people who have access to me on ig can definitely message me there i do um occasionally post my my children's work flyers with my details of where yeah. to communicate with me um and i think i have my number there as well which is yeah, yeah. hmm, a bit tricky but yeah so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm helping parents out. And I think that because of the state of things with schooling being on and off and children being at home while parents have to work at home, that they might need a lot more assistance with trying to keep um, a schedule, trying to help the children with support, trying to keep them stimulated with the amount of time that they have. Um, And so that's basically what I've been doing over the last few months after leaving my job. Yeah, I could hear that you, you're very good with kids. You know? I remember when I made that if R&B artist was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. I was like, you're the unpaid therapist. Yeah. Um, soft loving teacher. So like, it's rather that- sad. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that, that's, that's the energy you really give off. And especially with uh, social uh, internet also. So um yeah, that was like a very heartwarming uh thing. Like I think you'll be a great mother. Honestly, you'll be a great mother. Thank you. Yeah. That's really nice. And like talking about your job, like um in terms of music, so like music is very expensive. M- most especially with with the music that you make, you know, you have a lot of people. Like to make a song, you have like maybe three or four or five people, you know, have the yeah. the the you have the guitar and then you have trumpets and then you have um then you have drums and then you have the beat maker and then like there's yeah. a lot of people like it must be very expensive for you or like um I'm, I'm, i mean to some degree it is i think I, I was just also blessed and very fortunate to um be working with people who they find themselves in my projects and I get to find myself in their projects. Um, so just being able to be surrounded by musicians who all have kind of the a similar goal or a similar vision, we were able to bring whatever each of us has to offer to the other person's table to help them with what they're working on. Mm. Um, and having a lot of musician friends definitely came in handy yeah. in that regard, you know? So just having access so a lot of the people that I was working with on the live instrumentation were my my band culture cartel um so we've always sort of worked together and always helped each other with each other's stuff Mm. and those relationships have grown and like kept strong thereafter so if I need something I'm able to say hey Nami can you do something like this on here. Hey, Mono, can you do something like this on here? But a very important um, aspect of all of that for me is making sure that everybody has their name on the work and everybody gets a percentage of the work. So everybody who's done any kind of work on my projects has their share. Everybody gets their royalty splits. And I think that for now, it's literally the least I can do. considering that my resources are you know not um, that much yeah not that much Mm -hmm. and then other stuff like paying for studio and traveling and mixing mastering you kind of just save up or hopefully you get good deals sometimes you get to record at home you know having access to home setups has been really really helpful as well when we can't afford studio Um, Mm and being able to record demos at home 
so that when you are going into studio and paying for studio yeah, you're, you're doing the final thing you know you're yeah. recording and you know what you're here to do so it's just about trying to be as smart as possible and as resourceful as possible with the little that you do have yeah and yeah 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 so like talking about resources and would you consider signing right now please don't sign to to ambitious just please don't do that don't do that to yourself i actually <laughs> really think that people people really underestimate um or underappreciate what ambitious does um i know that a lot of people seem to believe that they're just like a joke of a record label to sign to because this that and the other but if anything they are the greatest example that I've seen in the South African frame of a record label that takes an artist who has potential and turns them into a superstar they really really do that they A&R they find people they kind of you know mold you and mm-hmm. turn you into a superstar and they give you the resources and they give you the access and they give you the exposure so I really really do think that um yeah yeah ambitious is not as bad as we think um even though of course they have their issues and yeah record labels are always trying to take money from artists but really if we're talking about what a record label is supposed to do that's what they do yeah you know? they, they but anyway that wasn't the point they, they actually um, definitely do that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, when it comes to signing, like, I really don't like having very fixed opinions about what I would and wouldn't do in the future. You know, it's all yeah. circumstantial. And I think that if I was offered something that really made sense for me, that didn't compromise the process of making my music, that didn't... Um, mess with the integrity of my music and that also didn't mess with just the production phase because I have that sorted I know what I like I would probably go for it you know if I was in conversations with people who want me because I have established myself as Naya Ayla yeah and not because they want a singer to turn into something probably Mm. you know you never really know but I don't see why I would turn down an investment um, I think yeah. that as artists, we need to really start thinking of ourselves as the businesses that we are. Yeah. And any other yeah. business would need a cash injection. You need capital, you know. And so we are the same. I need that investment in myself so I can further my ideas and further the things that I've been able to do on my own. And yeah. I think that if I got something that really made sense and that really didn't hurt any other aspect of my career, yeah. probably would. Yeah. yeah, I think you, you, you'd you have really great um, leverage, you know, because sometimes... I okay, think so. I really, yeah. really think like, I've worked really hard. Yeah, you could and I've probably done get something. like a 50, a 50, 50 partnership. I mean, I think if uh, Libra were to approach you, I think maybe you could go along those lines, you know, 50-50 or just publishing, you know, something like that, you know, I think that would be yeah. Cool. no definitely like um and that's always been really important to me to make sure that I use what I have to Mm. do what I can so that it is really understood that I'm not I'm not uh sort of um you know without cause just because I don't have resources like there are things that I'm able to do it doesn't matter if you have to use your phone or you whatever resources you are using being able to show that I can create my ideas um, and I have done so I have done that and I've done that without assistance you know Um, that is leverage and that is something that I'm very proud of having been able to do yeah yeah. And um, lastly, this is one of the last questions. Two weeks back, two weeks back, um, we actually had an episode. I didn't release it because of what's been happening. You know? I felt it might be a little insensitive for people yeah. are just not, you know. So, like in that episode, we talk about industry relationships and romantic and sexual pursuit, right? Um, relationship and dating and all that shit <laughs> and you know what what I'm gonna ask next okay. so so since you know what I'm not even gonna lie you're the only R&B artist that I know who's in a relationship or dating another you know um, mu- musical person so 
<laughs> yeah, you're the only one and who's gone public about it. <laughs> so you're it. here to pick on me. <laughs> <laughs> you're the poster child. Anyway, so like, I wanted to know, you know, like what, where's the line? Like what's appropriate and what's not appropriate? Because like me, you guys worked with each other on the project. Um, at the time you were still single, you were still single. Um, I think when you were working on the project, I remember you made a questionnaire or you made an IG, IGTV video and I asked that you're single and you're like, yeah, I am very single. And then like, I think weeks I later. Super single. Huh? It wasn't weeks later. It was like two or three months. Oh, two or three months. Okay. Yeah. Time yeah. went by. And then later, <laughs> and then later I made a joke. I made a joke. I was like, you know what, Naya, let's go to Cape Town. And then <laughs> <laughs> that was such a long time ago, though. <laughs> I was like, That's I remember that. Huh? I remember that. Yeah. And then I was like, let's go to Cape Town. And then you joking, you said yes. And then I think uh, somewhere you posted about your relationship. And you, I was like, what happened? And you were like, no, things changed. They rearranged. And then... <laughs> 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 the way I remember everything. Anyways, so let's say, for example, I'm an artist, you're an artist, we're working together. What's the rules of engagement? Like, what's the line between not good and bad? Because there was once a post by... Now that I'm in a relationship. No, isn't before. Let's say um, as you guys were busy, as the process of you guys be becoming partners, yeah. So like there was once an artist talking about, you know, um, like experiences she's gone through, like, you know, a guy's uh, hitting on her, like being unprofessional. And so that was what the episode was about, you know, and all that. Like, yeah. yeah. So what's the line? Where's the line? Like what is right and what is not right to do, like in terms of? Well, I mean. I think that's obviously very subjective and relative um, okay. what people feel is too far or not too far. I think that when you are in my space, especially now, perhaps before um, I am very, very friendly and very outspoken and sometimes flirtatious. Yeah. Um, but I do also feel that I, I make myself clear yeah, okay. yeah I, I don't think that I give off like a, a confusing question mark vibe um, and so I do especially in, in in a working space I think you know yeah. that there's just things you cannot say to me and that you will not say to me and should it be inappropriate I think that I can respectfully voice that out yeah. Um, but what I do find is that when you are in a relationship people don't try you that hard anymore yeah. um, so I've had a lot less to kind of deal with ever since being openly in a relationship. Yeah. I think people don't go out of their way to disrespect that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I haven't really had now I haven't had problems in the working space with male interactions, but it's also because I haven't been working with male people that I'm not familiar with or oh, yeah. that aren't a part of my closer circles so it's been a while since I've had that experience before a lot in my career I've had a lot of experiences with men where you just know that I should not be dealing with this you yeah. know where yeah. it seems that you have to offer this to get oh, what you yeah. want or yeah. you know where they really just abuse their power yeah, I have yeah. had a lot of those experiences in my early stages, but I think the older I get, the more confident in expressing myself and what I will not tolerate, I become. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I refuse, I refuse to have those problems. I also, I'm self-made. I am Naya Ayla. And so if you think that you're going to try me because you're who's who, I don't need yeah. that. I'll just keep working until... You know, I'm bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, if you feel that you are bigger and more important than me, that may be true. I'll just have yeah. to keep doing my thing until I can get myself there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, as of late, I haven't had to deal with anything particularly inappropriate. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah. 
with the one answer you took out three of my questions <laughs> <laughs> three god <laughs> i just took too much i took too much yeah so so um you know now that you took out all of my questions um so what's next like um what's next okay you dropped you dropped the ep last year so now um okay i feel like maybe with music we move too fast you know like you drop something and then the fans want okay music videos two music videos three music videos yeah, and then I think you have to go move too fast but i can only do as much as i can do unfortunately you know yeah. um so i think right now i am just focused i would really like to um shoot more visuals yeah so my mind has been on that um i definitely need to come up with more resources more money for that and planning around it but I have been planning it for months and I'm just hoping I'm manifesting it you know but I would I would like to have more visuals coming but I have yeah. also worked on some new singles which are ready oh, it's yeah. kind of just figuring out timelines and yeah. um, because they have features as well just syncing everybody's schedule so that it makes sense for all of our individual projects yeah so i'm really in a very discussive deliberating phase around yeah. all of my 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 content and my work right now just trying to figure out like which way do i want to go what do i want to do next yeah. um yeah so i'm not fully sure but there's a lot of things that i'm working on i just don't know what that rollout is going to be mm. as yet yeah if i would guess i'd say maybe una is in one of them una yeah is it <laughs> why <laughs> no because you worked with him a long time ago like i remember you like you tweet him a lot and it seems like you guys have a great relationship and you know you guys i was as i was listening to to, to you know some of the old stuff like i noticed like it was in exist also you know like so you guys have known each other for like such a long time you know and it's great that you guys have seen each other's growth, you know, because, yeah, you guys have both really grown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And please, um, okay, I know the, the singles are already done and everything. Please, can you feature, feature an R&B artist? Because you only feature rappers. Like, you literally only feature rappers. You know, foreign. Well, um, I've featured foreign is not technically a rapper. Huh. And he's not technically an R and B artist. I mean, he's he sings. Oh, okay. You know, he does like the 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 the. I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. Melodic but it's like rap. A melodic rap. He does a lot of singing, a lot of harmonics. Um. So he's not. He was definitely a new kind of feature for me. Huh. Um. And also, like, I hear you. I hear you, and I'll definitely you know, look into that and work on that. But I really don't feel tied to working with a particular kind of feature. I yeah. just like people. Like yeah. if vibe is cool, then, then you know, yeah. we're gonna do it. But yeah. I definitely will will I mean I worked with Tawana. That was a yeah, female yeah. that I worked with on slick stuff. Yeah. So that was also cool and we were both singing. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. no promises so plug yourself um like which shows are coming up because i would really love to watch a live show you know you have that voice like the auto tune like is not really needed you know because yeah you have that voice you have that presence like your music can be played with the band because yeah like when are your next shows what are you doing don't i don't have any shows yet you know um COVID is really, really confusing mm. our industry, man. You know, and yeah. every time you make plans, they're canceled. So I'm just kind of waiting it out to see if we'll, you know, get a reduced lockdown mm. um, so that I can start making some new plans. I do have a plan for another show in mind, another solo show, because the last show we did was really successful. It was really incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's given me kind of the leverage to put together the next show. 
Yeah. No details as yet. I will be shooting something for Slicker on live. Um, I do not know when it will come out because I was supposed to have submitted it two weeks ago, but oh. then um, COVID and all of that stuff happened. And so we had to push it back. Yeah. So probably in the next month, month and a half, that will probably be coming out. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just going to keep pushing the Breathe Me video and yeah. might be working on a new single soon. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You're also working with, um, you're, you're working on somebody's project right now. Like not your own project, but on somebody else's project. It's just truly a song. Because I remember like... I Yours think- truly and I have been working on a joint project yeah. Yeah. for some time. So we are still in the process of wrapping that up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think it'll come out this year, though. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think so. I, I, I think hope that I don't come right. off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You hope, yeah. wise? No, no, it's okay. Like, I just realized that I spent so much time on Instagram. <laughs> so much time <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> checking artists' profiles. And, <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I love that, like, you get to know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. It makes the conversation um, more interesting. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for joining me. Like, um, this is This is, like, a big deal. You know, like, this is a big deal because uh like from the time i started listening to you to now like i never thought i'll get you know i'll be able to interview so like thank you and uh good luck on the on the next project because like i feel like in terms of like there's exist and then there's um every feeling like i feel like your next project the next project is it you know um oh, thank you i received yay yay <laughs> You, you legendary status at least even if it's not to other people but for me you know because i mean other people listen to what's popular they don't listen to the music itself they don't understand you know the r&b you know themselves you know so like yeah the next project the next project the next project anyway so thank you so much um this is the fifth episode of the house of soul uh, thank, thank you, you so for much, Nate. It was a really nice conversation. Thank you. Goodbye. No Bye. Bye.